When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, what's going on? Everyone new to Star Wars, this video will probably interest you a little bit. However, if you are not new to Star Wars, you could probably turn away from this. So Empire usually has like, I find they have like some sort of a deal with Lucasfilm. They always come out with the most exclusive stuff before a show with exclusive interviews and coverage. And so they've actually come up with this article, which I think would be great for me to cover for a lot of newbies to Star Wars, especially as you're going to be getting ready for the Ahsoka show. Now, Ahsoka is a character that not a lot of people know about because it's not part of the, I'd say, original trilogy and prequel trilogy. It came afterwards. It came during the Clone Wars. And of course, now it's ex she's extremely popular with all of the, you know, the Ahsoka show, of course. But with her appearance in The Mandalorian, that's when a lot of uh, newbies and mainstream Star Wars fans started to be like, oh, who's this character? So anyways... Empire has gone to write this, and of course, in my opinion, I think this is like fully governed by Lucasfilm. You know, they work really closely with them, I think, to get all this stuff out. So this is probably written by a lot of Lucasfilm folk, and this is their guide for the most accurate Ahsoka pre-watching, pre-viewing to get acquainted with her character and answers a lot of important questions. So like I said, if you're new to Star Wars, you'll enjoy this video, and you can head over to empire.com if you want to, empireonline.com if you want to find more about this. But essentially, I'm going to go over it with you guys and give you my take as well. So, a fan favorite character ever since she first appeared on screen in animated form in 08, Star Wars Ahsoka Tana became an even bigger breakout star when she made the leap into live action, The Mandalorian's second season. Brought to vivid life by Rosario Dawson, and originally played by the wonderful Ashley Eckstein in The Clone Wars, the blue-eyed, orange-skinned Togruta was introduced as an adolescent in The Clone Wars film and its subsequent series, and her storied history continued through Star Wars Rebels and Tales of the Jedi. Now she's finally getting her own show, dual-wielding sabers proudly at the center of Ahsoka, due to stream in August on Disney+. Since Dawson has already indicated to Empire that she's in this for the long haul, her journey's only just getting started. And I fully believe that. I think Ahsoka is, in the show I mean, Ahsoka show is really the beginning of so much more with her character. I think we're going to get three seasons of this. That's just my hunch. And then we're going to get the Dave Filoni movie. So I think we'll get Ahsoka season one, which will be this, season two next year, maybe, but season three the year after. So I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's not going to be like a Mandalorian season three thing, which takes, you know, forever, and it comes out, and it's kind of lackluster. Ahsoka Tana was the result of a conversation between Star Wars creator George Lucas and the Clone Wars director and later showrunner Dave Filoni, in which Lucas said he wanted Anakin Skywalker to have a Padawan. Set sometime before Revenge of the Sith which marked the point when Anakin fell to the dark side and became Darth Vader. The Clone Wars mapped Anakin's trajectory from being Obi-Wan's brash young apprentice to becoming a more responsible Jedi warrior. 
And this is, you know, to sidestep, something I always found really frustrating is that he had a Padawan. Everyone called him Master Skywalker, and yet Mace Windu wouldn't give him the rank of Master during Revenge of the Sith, which was so infuriating and so insulting. Adopting his own apprentice was a key part of that maturation, but Ahsoka, voiced by Ashley Eckstein, quickly developed into one of the series' standout characters and eventually its first alien lead. Far more than just a narrative device to benefit Anakin's journey, Ahsoka became the rogue element between Skywalker and Kenobi, and drove much of the drama. He grew across subsequent seasons of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, from an impulsive youth to a highly skilled, thoughtful adult, becoming commander of the 501st Legion in the Grand Army of the Republic, a rebel spy, and an outcast who rejected the Jedi Order while remaining sort of Jedi adjacent. And so in the Clone Wars, I'll give you a rundown. Barriss Offee, who was also a Jedi, um, befriended her, but also framed her. And she was about to be expelled from the Jedi, but even worse, she was about to go to prison. And in the end, she was known as not guilty, and Barriss was the one that was found as guilty. So... My thoughts are maybe we're going to see Barris in the Ahsoka show because we never have been able to tie loose ends with her. That'd be interesting. In The Mandalorian, she was diverted from her pursuit of Grand Admiral Thrawn into uncovering Grogu's origin and helping him unlock his Force abilities. Most recently, she appeared in the Book of Boba Fett, where she finally got some screen time with Luke Skywalker, which is another thing I really want to see in the Ahsoka show is maybe a flashback of her meeting Luke and finding out this is Anakin's son and hearing about Anakin's redemption in the end. I think that's going to be a really emotional moment for her, for a lot of us. I'd really like to see it. The details remain largely under wraps, but the general overall gist is Ahsoka continuing pursuit of Grand Admiral Thrawn, a master tactician of the Empire's military, long lost somewhere among the stars. She's joined on that quest by a scrappy band of ahem rebels, some of whom we're already familiar with. So there's a certain amount of likely action that we can infer from the cast list. Ahsoka's cast and characters. Rosario Dawson, as mentioned, plays Ahsoka with two lightsabers and a lot of baggage. I really dig how complex she is, Dawson told Empire for our exclusive July cover feature. See, they have exclusive features with Star Wars all the time. Even her moments of just finding her way and butting heads and being stubborn and being wrong. She's not fearless, but she never hesitates. She is so willing, but she does have worries. She does have stress, and she's gone through a lot of anxiety. She's had some really tough crisis and traumas in her life through that. The rest of the cast shapes up as follows. Natasha Liu Bordizo plays Punky Sabine Wren, a Mandalorian former bounty hunter, political graffiti artist, and Imperial Academy dropout. Previously seen in Star Wars Rebels, and the web series Forces of Destiny, where she was voiced by Tia Sarkar. As revealed in the Ahsoka trailer, she has unresolved mentor disappointment issues with our title character who seemingly offered her Jedi training before their efforts came to a halt. And that was something I found interesting in the trailer was when Sabine called Ahsoka her master. It's like, is she Force-sensitive or is she just training how to use a lightsaber? What's the deal? Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays Harrison Dula, a green-skinned Twi'lek, the pilot of the extensively modified Freighter Ghost, a former Resistance fighter, and now General in the New Republic. She comes to Ahsoka predominantly via Rebels, though she also appeared in the Forces of Destiny and showed up in younger form in The Bad Batch where she was voiced by Vanessa Marshall. Lars Mikkelsen plays Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mithran Rodu, to give him his full name, is a rare character from Star Wars Expanded Universe novels to have bridged the schism 
between the old Legends canon and the new, and to move between multiple mediums. He was originally created in the early 90s by Timothy Zahn, brilliant writer, and he created Thrawn in the Thrawn trilogy, which the first one was Heir of the Empire. The blue-skinned Chiss was described in the early pages of Timothy Zahn's Heir of the Empire novel as possibly the greatest military mind the Empire has ever seen, and the only alien ever granted the Grand Admiral rank. He was a major antagonist through seasons 3 and 4 of Star Wars Rebels, where he was voiced by Lars Mikkelsen, who will also be playing him. Iman Esfandi plays Ezra Bridger, the hero character of Star Wars Rebels. Rebels spoiler incoming. A former street thief, scavenger, con artist, and ghost crew member, Ezra, voiced for the animated version by Taylor Gray, was trained as a Jedi and ended Rebels by sacrificing himself, not in a death scene, obviously, but by plunging into the unknown regions with Thrawn, with apparently no way back. So Ahsoka's quest to track down Thrawn is likely equally about finding Ezra. And I think this is going to be something that's really going to be the main plot behind the Ahsoka show is the hunt for Ezra. But in doing so, it's like a video game. You know, how many side quests are we going to have to visit and hit and achieve and succeed at, you know, before we actually find Ezra? I don't think it's going to be a straight, you know, uh, travel of let's go to the unknown regions. You know, I think she's going to have to go from here to here to here to find the information to talk to the guy that knows the other information that knows the other guy to backtrack to this part of this planet to then find out the tracks that were leading to the Pergil to then know where Ezra and Thrawn went. Something like that. Ray Stevenson plays Balin Skull, a former Jedi who survived Darth Sidious's Order 66 massacre by fleeing into the Unknown Regions, going dark and allying with Thrawn. Oh, damn, this is the first bit of information we have about him now. This is confirmed. Sadly, this was one of Stevenson's last roles and is appearing posthumously. He died suddenly in May 2023. May he rest in peace. Ivana Sokno plays Shin Hattie, Balin Skull's apprentice and Dark Force user, the scamp. Deanna Lee Inosanto plays Morgan Elsbeth, an Imperial Magistrate working for Thrawn. And in my opinion, I think that she is a Night Sister, one of the last ones. And I think this, this show will really dive us into magic, Star Wars magic, Night Sister magic. She also appeared in The Mandalorian Season 2 as the nefarious woman who Ahsoka battled in her live-action debut. David Tennant, in The Voice at least, plays Hu Yang a bonkers droid that builds lightsabers previously seen in the Clone Wars, voiced by David Tennant. Yeah, so we saw him in the Clone Wars when all of the Jedi, the younglings, went with Yoda to the planet Ilum to find their crystal and had Hu Yang in there. Genevieve O'Reilly plays Mon Mothma, the Chancellor of the New Republic. She played the role in Rogue One and in last year's excellent Andor series and was cast as Mothma by George Lucas years ago for a scene in Revenge of the Sith, which was shot but ended up on the cutting room floor. When does Ahsoka take place? Good question. Ahsoka takes place concurrently with The Mandalorian Season 3, roughly seven years after the end of the original trilogy in Return of the Jedi, and over 20 years before The Force Awakens. So, it follows Ahsoka's previous appearances in The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Dawson has also said that the series is essentially Rebel Season 5, although if you've never seen any of the cartoons, you should be able to just dive in here regardless. Ahsoka will catch you up. So, and that's, you know, what I kind of fear is that maybe this show might waste some important time that we have by just, you know, giving the audience a bit of a catch up for the more so regular weekend fans who uh, don't really watch Rebels. You know, it's nice that it's very inclusive in that sense, but I want to like just dive right into it or give us a couple extra episodes uh, just so that you can make time for that. Dave Filoni has indicated that the interconnected series, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and the yet-to-be-soon-seen Jude Law starring Star Wars Skeleton Crew are all leading Marvel style to a climactic crossover event, and Dawson is up for more Ahsoka action in the future. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm willing. 
I got my ice packs ready to go for season two and beyond, she told us. Awesome. I definitely think this is going to be a season two, three, four even. So uh, I think Dave Filoni's movie is going to bring all of these stories and characters together. And we're going to see a massive climactic ending, which uh, should be pretty amazing to see in theaters as it's going to be a movie. Maybe even a part two, part one and part two. That'd be cool. Kind of like Harry Potter part seven. Ahsoka launches with its first two episodes on Disney Plus on 23rd of August. The remaining six will appear weekly from there. Eight episodes, uh, six weeks since we got the first two, the first night. So, of course, you guys know I'm excited to get back to watch parties. It's the most engaging time with the community. But beyond that, I hope this show will bring back Star Wars to what I want it to be and what a lot of fans want it to be. Because right now, at this moment, I don't think Star Wars is in the best, hottest spot. And I think Dave Filoni is really the only man to take us back to where it needs to be. And with the Ahsoka show, I think that's exactly what we need. I hope you guys enjoyed my reaction to Empire and the new information that we just got regarding Ray Stevenson's Balin Skull, which is pretty cool. And uh, we didn't know that before, that he actually escaped to the unknown regions and this is probably where he met Ron. and um yeah so that's pretty sweet I, I i wonder if he met him you know during the time of rebels and it took him that long to turn to the dark side or if he was already dark by that point so i guess we'll find out thanks so much for watching this video let me know what you think about ahsoka what you want to see and i'll see you guys all in the next episode on star wars theory until then remember the force will be with you always